homemade ice cream at the homecoming. Okay. And man, I had a plate. I mean, I bet I eat. If it's possible to sit down and eat three pounds of ice cream? No. Oh. Just the, just the, the other food. Yeah, yeah, the meal. Yeah. Um, I mean, Carrie was, she turned around and looked in the line and was like, oh my gosh, babe. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's, it's your family's homecoming. So, and I said it like that too. Try a little bit of everything. Yeah. And the lady behind me was like, she was an elderly woman and I could tell she, she probably talked, she was, she'll probably talk about, my plate for the next three weeks to her immediate family. <laughs> she was horrified at what I was doing. And um, anyway, you got to try a little bit of everything. Yeah. And I've only been to one of their homecomings the whole time I've known Carrie since 97. So okay. this, this was the second one and I knew what I was getting into. So we skipped okay. breakfast. But anyway, so after eating all that food, I said, Oh, there's homemade ice cream. And I thought about the podcast, you know, and I said, well, I'm getting one, you know, and Carrie said, babe, it's it's peach. And I was like, oh, what is this southern fascination with the stupid peach? Oh, you don't like peach? No, I can't do peach anything. Oh. No. Man. So. See, to me, nothing. I went back and got more brisket than somebody brought. <laughs> See, to me, nothing screams summer. Yeah. Than a fresh peach. Watermelon cookout milkshake. Well. <laughs> That's a separate thing. It is. Like, yeah. like a, a fresh peach. Like not, I'm not talking about something you get from a grocery store. Just just epitomizes yeah. summertime. I just can't. And mm. uh, and see, to me, living in the South, I'm like, can we please get off the peach? You know, if you don't eat peaches, because, you know, you'll go to a restaurant and they'll say, uh, oh, we have a special dessert tonight. And I'm always like, oh, I bet it's peach cobbler. It sure is. Would you like some? No, thank you. They you very rarely hear we're running a special and we got cherry cobbler. You know what I mean? Very sure. rarely. Yeah. Cherries are kind of a Washington state thing or something. Yeah. So Yeah. My my grandmother makes the best peach cobbler, but that's Well, I but I mean I it was a great lunch. We saw a lot of her family. Um blah blah blah. I mean it was just really, really good. Uh but oh yeah. so disappointed that the ice cream was peach. Yeah, this time of year I I will get Several bushels of peaches. Wow! And and can or freeze or both. Yeah. And um, yeah. It's, so what do you do with frozen peaches? Like make cobblers in the cob- winter and yeah, stuff. Peach okay. cobbler, peach pie, things like that. Okay. You know, any kind of dessert like that. Now, do you do you uh, about said skin it? Do you do you peel it and everything before you freeze it? Yeah. And you don't just throw peaches in a no from peach- the tree right into the freezer. No, okay. peel it, slice it. Okay. That. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's really nice in the winter time to crack open a can of home canned peaches. Oh, and, okay. And syrup. Yeah. Um, so when you say can, you're meaning a, what I would call a jar. Yeah. 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 yeah, anytime, any, yeah any kind of home canning is going to be in yeah, a jar. big old cur or ball jar. Yeah. So uh, we mostly we mostly do pints at the house. This is just Hannah and I. Yeah. And uh, you get about one peach. Time you slice it up and everything, you get about one peach, a little maybe a little more than that in in a pint jar. So I can open a pint jar, pour the whole thing in a bowl, and eat the eat the whole jar's worth of peach. You know, which is really just like one big peach. You I know, wish so. I could do that, but yeah, it's uh, I, yeah, I love peaches and and peach ice cream is definitely something that that yep. I'm a fan of. And see, it looked vanilla. Homemade, 
peach ice cream. It looked vanilla. Like you couldn't tell it was it was not orange. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it depends on how they make it. If you don't so I was excited. If you don't obliterate the peaches, then you kind of end up with that vanilla ice cream with little bitty pieces of peach in it, yeah. in it kind of thing. Which I try to prefer because I I put the peaches in a blender and then mix that into my ah, ice cream okay. mix. And then you get kind of the orangish. Yeah. And to me, it's a little much. I kind of like the vanilla with the peach. Flavor. Oh, okay. So that's the way the cookout milkshake is. The cookout yeah. Milkshake. It's yeah. almost like a vanilla milkshake. And then, ooh, hello, watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. So I have not had their peach milkshake, though. I feel like they're. Me peach, neither. I feel like cookout's peach milkshake probably comes, you know, from peaches in a can. And that's that's a little different. Yeah, it is in a, in a metal can. So yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a little different in ice cream. You know, if it's fresh peaches, that's that's that. So will y'all stop on the way to the beach and get peaches? If it's the right time of year, yeah. Okay. We usually go. We usually go to the beach too early. We go to the beach in May. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, if we can, when I was growing up. We had a we had a peach tree in the backyard that was an early peach tree. Okay. And so usually by the first to middle of May. It was loaded with just humongous peaches. Oh yeah, we we oh yeah. I mean, it, but the problem uh, was, but the yard ends up being just covered in garbage if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah, the problem was because it was so early. Frost got it almost every year. Oh, we, okay. we rarely the years we got peaches off of that we absolutely loved them, but we rarely got peaches off of that because it'd be blooming in like February to have oh gosh to have peaches in May first part of May. You know? Okay. So, so your peaches would get wiped out by Easter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. If they made if 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 they if the blooms made it to Easter without getting frosted, you know, you're pretty pretty good. But most of the time they they, they died off first. But now at the house my wife grew up in, we uh, sold it last year or two years ago. Last year I guess. Um one year we had so many peaches, I begged people to please come get peaches. And I remember I was spinning out tires on the mower. Just, I mean, there were peaches everywhere. Mm. And we, I don't eat peaches, but there was like, I think we had six peach trees and three apple trees. Wow. And yeah, I mean, it was just produce, every hornets, yellow jackets. Yeah. And everybody says, oh, I'm coming. And then they don't <laughs> come to get any peaches. I'd ask you the white peach versus yellow peach discussion, but since you don't like peaches, it doesn't matter. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yellow peaches to me taste more like peaches. They're more acidic, which is something I associate with the flavor of peaches. Yeah, I didn't know there was a white peach. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, let me ask you this. When they come out of a can, when they come out of a metal can, yeah, and they're that really dark yellow, okay, almost orange, yeah, is that is that real or is that like when they color the cheddar cheese? No, they don't color it. What well, it gets a little darker. Because the same thing happens in home canning. It gets a little darker when you can it because there's heat involved in the process. Okay. So so it's just kind of, you know, that's that's kind of the color peaches turn when you heat them up sort of thing. All right. All right. You ready to get going? I believe so. What is up, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 69, episode 69 of the What Makes Us Human podcast. Right here's JL. Over there's JR. JR, how are you? I'm doing well. How about you? Yep, doing good. We were talking about food in the intro, and it does apply because today we are talking about 
we're going to talk about some generic food. Generic food. A couple questions for you as we as we dive into this. Yes, I love the food episodes. Do you do oh, any no. of the grocery shopping at your house, or does Carrie do it? She mainly does it. Okay, but and if I do it, I request Google Images of exactly because I will <laughs> find right. a way to come home with the wrong thing. You know that low sodium or yeah or full sodium or something. I'll find a way to jack it up. So I'm like, I need I need images. Okay. Yeah. Since I like cooking and do most of the cooking, I do most of the grocery shopping. Like uh, Hannah will go get stuff if she wants specific stuff for her lunches or or what have you. But I'm actually going to the grocery store right, and we get done recording this uh, for the week. So. Yeah, y'all are the reverse of us. So I don't know. You maybe maybe you've noticed. Uh, maybe she's mentioned it to you. But if you noticed how much the food cost has oh gone my up, word. how much the grocery bill has gone up, man. I mean, some things scary you commonly buy at the grocery store have literally doubled in price. Yeah, we were looking for, and this is this is a silly because it's a snack food. But and when you say that, if you say it per se. I mean, you're you're saying it's gone up a hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. And this is a silly thing because it's snack food, but it it, it struck me okay. last week when we were grocery shopping. We were looking for some tortilla chips because it's the time of year where we have tomatoes and peppers running out of our ears from the garden. Ah, uh, salsa. Some salsa. Salsa. Num- number one condiment sold on the planet. First place we looked. Tostitos. Do you have any idea how much a bag of Tostitos is are now? How about how much a bag is now? I bet it's like four forty nine. It's every bit of five dollars. Yeah, for a bag of corn, corn chips. chips, tortilla chips. Yes. Uh, it was, yeah. It was. I like, mean, bro, it was on sale for like four eighty nine or something on sale. And yeah, I'm like, this is just insane. So, and it, we're in, the, we're just in the beginning of this, too, yeah. man. So we did what I think I think a lot of people do in this situation. We walked over. And went, okay, what are our other options? <laughs> and uh, now, where were you at? We we're at Food Line. Okay, for, ooh, we do okay. most of our grocery shopping at Food Line. Yeah. And uh, the Food Line brand was $1.79 a bag. Is this the Cha-Ching brand? No, just Food Line brand. Okay. Because there is a Cha-Ching. I don't think they have corn chips. No, they have potato chips in that one. But the Food Line brand was $1.79 a bag. And there was a a coupon on their app to save 75 cents if you bought two. Nice. So we're like, okay. So let's get a couple bags of that. For you know, half of what we were going to pay for one bag of oh shoot, yeah, but yeah, I, you know, inflation has really hit. It's particularly really hit groceries. Uh and uh, that's an emphatic. Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh, in, you know, you so you start looking at what you can do because you have to buy groceries. You have to eat. You know. Yeah. So you start looking at what your options are, but there's some things that it's kind of hard to break on. Are there are there certain brands or certain items that you want a specific brand this could be food or not food that you want a specific brand of and and you'd rather just not have it than have an off brand have a store brand brand loyalty yes okay so i went ahead and told the care bear on the way out the door this evening because i kind of wanted to know the answer to that 
but she's gonna listen. I didn't want to ruin the episode. Okay. And she was like, "Babe, it's not a blockbuster film. It's okay if you tell me what the episode is about. I think I'll, <laughs> I think me and your, you know, however many listeners you have will survive." <laughs> so I said, "Okay, well, it's on, you know, this." And she said, "Oh yeah." She said, "We do Cheerios." Okay. I was like, "I didn't know we had Cheerios in the house." And she's like, "What?" You know, but uh, I think her and Ty love, and and you know, I got to thinking. I actually I agree with her, right? Because every off-brand of Cheerios, from no matter what what the brand is, every off-brand of Cheerios I've ever had, not good, just tastes weird. Okay. I don't know what it is. They didn't get it, but it, yeah, they don't have it. And and yeah, I would rather buy a different cereal. There are certain cereals I can do an off-brand, mostly the kitty kind of kids kind of cereal. Yeah. Like if if your cereal is loaded with marshmallows, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's you know nautical themed or. You know, monster thing. You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It can be nautical marks. You don't have to pay for uh Lucky Charms. You know, if it's if it's if it's got a bunch of marshmallows and sugar in it, you can probably get by with the cheap one stuff. Yeah. So if you have multiple marshmallows of Christopher Columbus, are they marshmallow Christopher Columbi? But I'm bumps. Christopher's Columbus. There you go. Yeah, right. I get what you're saying. So you'd rather just completely bail and do a whole different cereal. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, when we go to the beach, I always get Frosted Flakes. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, they could be seven bucks. I'm still getting my Frosted Flakes because I've looked forward to it for 11 months and 30 days. It's not something you have a whole lot, yeah. Right, yeah. I I don't. I get up so early in the morning for work that I don't have time to eat breakfast unless I really got up early. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. There's other cereals like, like um, if I just want Corn Flakes... I don't have to get Kellogg cornflakes. I can get, you know, food line, whatever the cheapest thing is. Of cornflakes. Of cornflakes. Well, that is cornflakes, yeah. Um and you would think Cheerios would be similar because again, they're they're both kind of flavorless. <laughs> but uh if you're talking about just plain. But yeah, that's one I yeah. So But you know, I think there's only one grape nut. Okay. I mean, I don't think anybody has been able to duplicate oh. that that gravel for your milk. Has anybody wanted to duplicate it? <laughs> no. I think it's a filler. Grape nuts is a good filler. You pour a bowl and you just add a little grape nuts. Ugh. I'm serious. It's a good filler. So I was going to ask you this. Have you ever tried to pass off on people and they caught you? Oh, pass off a, a knockoff? Yeah, I wasn't sure how to say pass off a knockoff without getting tickled. But yeah, have you, have you ever done that and got caught? I mean, I feel like that probably happened to us growing up. You're like, what is this? Well, or we had friends over and, you know, we offered them whatever it was we happened to have in the pantry and it wasn't the brand, you know, that uh, probably happened. So I went, I scaled up and got caught. Okay. Recently. So uh, I went to get the hot dogs and let's see how's this. Okay. So when I was a kid, we had Beef Master. Okay. Which I love. Okay. But so that's a brand I haven't. I think we talked about this on a hot dog episode. Okay. This story, but that's it's a brand a, I haven't heard of. It's the black and red label. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't paid attention to that in a decade. Or it's a farmer dog. Okay. Okay. And I didn't realize that until I've been into it at the house. It's like, oh, this is different. Anyway, I feel like it's the adult in the room when it comes to hot dogs. Okay. But, you know, once we got married and everything, I don't know why, but I think it's because of the bun length we switched. We switched to ballpark bun length. Okay. Well, I was like, ooh, I'm paying up. So I'm, I'm going to get the inflation dog and buy the expensive beef master. Okay. The kids 
we get our tater tots on our plate. I think she made a little broccoli, so we'd have something green. Um, and Aubrey walks in the room, and it's like, I don't mind this, but what is this? <laughs> and I said, oh, it's a beef master. And she said, yes, it's different. I said, well, it's more expensive. <laughs> you know I mean? It's a better dog. And she's like, well, I don't know. What's the phrase? The steak eaters, Frank, I think is. I think, I think that's they it. used to advertise with. Yeah. 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 Is there is there are there other things that you have to have a brand for? So so one comes up one that comes up to me. A couple of things non grocery related that come up for me is uh, uh, toilet paper. Ah, okay. I don't want prison toilet paper. Goodwill uses prison toilet paper. I go to Goodwill a lot. Work uses prison toilet paper, dude. Yeah, no, but Goodwill is worse than we have at work. Yeah, I could wrap presents. In Goodwill toilet paper. <laughs> so, you know, Angel Soft is usually the go-to for that. Okay. For us. Um, dish detergent. Ah, yeah. Nothing works like Dawn works. So right. you're just kind of wasting your money if you buy something else. Yeah, I wouldn't even know what, I don't even know what their competitor is. Uh, is it green? Pa- palm olive is green. Oh, palm olive. Okay, yeah. There, I think Gain makes one now. There's there's a few. Okay. But, um, nothing, go with the blue. Nothing works like. Like Dawn works. Okay, so a lot of people are very brand loyal with their body and their hair. Okay. You know, their wash. Yeah. Um, Guys you, tend to be less so. I think. Oh, yeah. If it foams up, care. I'll use it. Yeah, I don't care. Now, I don't like coming out of the shower smelling like an apricot or something. Sure. Um, but if it's there and it'll get the job done. Sure. Yeah. I'd probably have like a three-in-one... Body wash. Hair and body. Yeah. Yeah. Shampoo. Just don't put it in your mouth. Yeah. Um, Do you remember Pert? Yeah. The green. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people struggled with that because it was green. Okay. I remember people even bringing that up in conversation. Like, I just don't know about the... Now, Irish Spring, I love the smell, but I cannot use it. Oh, okay. I like the smell. I I itch and Hmm. itch and itch and itch. Like I almost break out in an invisible rash. When it comes to food, other food items, a lot of the, a lot of the kind of just standard grocery staples, we are definitely fine with store the food line brand, store brand. You know, we we don't look for certain kinds of eggs or certain brands of okay. milk or, you know, pasta, canned vegetables, whatever. Like like, there's not. We're going to get this. It's okay. What's the best buy? We're probably going to get that. So to be clear, there's there's brands like big high dollar brands that are at eye level a lot of times, and then there are store brands. Yeah, that may be not quite at eye level, and then there are I just forgot what generic, and then there's like your generic. That kind of the three layers of this kind of. Um, so the generic food we're going to talk about. Is uh, is actually actually doesn't exist anymore today, right? Um, kind of because of that tiered system. That's one of the reasons because of the tiered system that you just referenced. But yeah, when it comes, to, I was trying to think of some other examples. But there are certain foods that that I want a brand of, and then there are others that I just I don't care. Okay, um, and a lot of it is I don't care, and it's interesting because that was a real change for Hannah <laughs> when we got That's married. Right. Yeah. Um marriage brings about change. We uh You came on with grocery and she's like, What the heck is this? Yeah, I mean I do most of the grocery shopping. Um, I want a Bill Cosby pudding yeah. pop. <laughs> yeah. We're we're, you know, newly married and broke, you know. 
Well, I grew up. Neither one of my parents ever made much money, so we had a lot of off-brand. So. I thought you were going to say we're newly married broke, so we use Trojan condoms. You know, I mean, go pay up just in case. So uh, that's not where this conversation was going. <laughs> but it actually, and she didn't really have a problem with it, but it was most noticeable to me when we went on vacation with her family. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, we went to the, you know, they need some stuff in the grocery store, so Hannah and I said, well, we'll, we'll go get it. So we went to the, we went to Food Lion because at the time that was the only thing on the island, and uh, we got you know whatever it was they wanted. But for the most part, we got Food Lion brand stuff. Right. And we came back, and her mom looked at her, and she's like, "Why did you get store brand? You know, whatever." Hands like, and by that we'd been there a couple of years. Point hands like, I don't know, it's just what we get. You know, yeah. like it's it it tastes fine, tastes good, and it's cheaper. You know. Yeah. But I think it might have been bacon that she was questioning. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it was very clear that that was not what they did. And we were like, that's what we buy. So, And, you know, you can tell that the, the times, they are a-changing because even just a few years ago, well, even even five years ago, we started this thing, and I started talking with other people, and they, they were doing the same. We are all kind of doing the same thing. Um, we would go to one place and get items. And then we would go to Aldi to finish off mm. because, or vice versa, probably go to Aldi first. And then what we couldn't get at Aldi, we would go maybe to Walmart or something. Sure. Um, because like, I remember going to a big warehouse store, all excited that I was going to become a prepper. And then I looked at their prices and I was like, this is not really a savings. Yeah. Like at Sam's Club, yeah, you pay more for a can, way more for a can of corn than you do at Aldi. Yeah, I mean at Aldi, you can't beat thirty three cents. I was actually know? so we went to Aldi for the first time, or whatever it is now. And for people who don't know, you probably have an Aldi near you. I think they're about all over the U.S. anymore, but they're a German based grocery store. Stands for Albrecht Direct, and uh, their model is kind of just put everything out. A lot of times still in the boxes and, you know, you, you pick it up and they have like one cashier, you bag it and you got to pay for bags if you want bags. Otherwise you pick up a box as you're going through the store to put your stuff in, you know, that yep. kind of thing. Um, no advertising everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of their brands of stuff. Um, so we decided to go, you know, as prices started rising, this is a couple months ago now. We decided we hadn't been to Aldi in a, in a while because it's 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 a good ways away for us. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, there's two food lines within five miles of the house, but you know Aldi is is a trip. We decided, you know, we're over in that part of town. I think we went to Mu Pueblo for you're in my neck of the woods, so we went to Aldi. Everything we got, which was you know kind of standard grocery stuff, with the exception of the loaf of bread, everything we got, I feel like we we, we were looking and going. We would have been cheaper if we went to Food Line. You're kidding. Which surprised me because wow. you know, Aldi's always been the, it's the cheap place to get food. Yeah. And their prices have just skyrocketed. Huh. Um, now, I, we didn't look at canned vegetables. I, I, I don't know about that. But, yeah. Um, Can't beat them with canned vegetables. But, yeah, that's the kind of thing that usually I'll wait till if you, if you, if you don't need them immediately, uh, usually around some big holidays, Food line will run really good buys on, yep. you know, like 50 cents a can for Del Monte or Green Giant or something. You stock up. 
Yeah, so get a bunch of them. But yeah, we home can a lot of vegetables, so we don't buy a lot of canned vegetables too. But yeah, I was I was not not impressed last time we went. But anyway, all that to say, <laughs> the reason why we've talked about all this is generic food goes back to sort of the last time the country faced this sort of thing. Yeah, with Carter era inflation. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when he introduced himself at the, the the DNC not too terribly well it's been a while now probably it's probably been over 20 years but he introduced himself and he said my name is Jimmy Carter and I'm not running for and they all went buck wild <laughs> <laughs> I'm not running for president so um, so late 70s into the early, early 80s, 80s inflation just went nuts yeah, and uh, we could get into the economics of of why, but it's a lot of the same why as what we're facing now. Yeah, so clearly we haven't learned anything. Nope. Those people in DC haven't learned anything. No, nope. it's print money. It's print money. But um, everybody, Google quantitative easing. <laughs> Quanta that's quantitative easing, and it has to stop. So price grocery prices were were rising so fast that Carter was talking about price caps for things which is always a terrible idea because <laughs> right. price caps lead to shortages but again this is not about economics and grocery stores grocery stores were really feeling it because if you look for that that decade right in the middle of of, of this if you take inflation out of the picture yeah grocery store profits were flat that's right the grocery yeah. stores were not making they were money. yeah they have a very thin margin on a good year. Yeah. So they can man, only raise prices so much. Right. Without people, you know, going somewhere else. So so grocery stores were not making money. And also just to throw in real quick, you gotta watch this stuff about price caps that lead to shortages because um it, it appears your average grocery store has forty eight hours on the shelf. Yeah. I mean it looks like a ton. It looks like they got months of stuff in there. But if they didn't stock Within within you know fifty hours, the shelves would be pretty much bare. Well, and you saw that with COVID when people started buying up stuff. Yep, chicken right at the beginning of COVID. Yeah, when they thought they were going to be stuck at home, the grocery store shelves were empty within a day. Oh yeah, you like, can find. I'm not talking about certain items. I'm talking about everything. Yeah, yeah, uh, particularly stuff for kids and things, but in general, just everything was gone. Chicken breast was like looking for Sasquatch thighs. I mean, it was not available. So, stores are trying to figure out what to do, and a grocery store chain in actually in France first came up with the idea. They looked at generic drugs and how generic drugs, generic prescription drugs, had made the pharmacies so much money. Right. And this grocery store chain called Carrefour, which I'm probably mispronouncing that, C A R R. E F O R E. That's how I, I watched a YouTube video and that's how they pronounce it. Okay. <laughs> so they come up with this. They, they're like, okay, let's do that, but with food. And it kind of takes off. And grocery stores in the U.S. who are, again, not making any money and desperately looking for ways to, to make money start to pick up on the idea. And it starts out with the regional grocery stores. So for us, things like Food Line is a regional grocery store. Publix is a regional grocery store. Piggly Wiggly, you know, those smaller... I about forgot about Piggly Wiggly. That's one that's about wiped off the map, I think. Yeah. 
I see him at the beach once in a while, but that's about it. And it's in Driving Miss Daisy. Okay. <laughs> the movie. I don't know what that is. Driving Miss Daisy? No. Oh, you need to watch that. Excellent. So um, they start to pick up on this, and it's it's different than the store brands. We talked a lot about store brands on this episode. Yeah. Store brands tend to be a little bit cheaper than national brands, and the way they usually save money is they don't they don't have to advertise. So ultimately, that's how store brands save money. They're not spending money on advertising. It's like, duh, of course we make our own salad dressing. A lot of times, they, a lot of times, even store brands, especially some of the better store brands, are even made on the same assembly line as, right, as yeah. national stuff. Yeah, and they change the label. So, so this isn't store brands. This is kind of taking that to another level. What's the cheapest way that we can make these items? So not only is there no advertising, which helps save money, but also... <laughs> no label, hardly. Yeah, there's really no label. Printing is as cheap as possible because it's a white label with black print that'll say corn, beans, detergent. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, in, a, in the old Saturday morning cartoons, and it would just say, at me. Yeah. But it, it, but even that had more on it. It would the Roadrunner would look at it and it might say Acme Sweet Peas. In this, it doesn't even say Acme. It just says Sweet Peas. Yeah. And there's one chain called Eagle, and theirs was uh, yellow with black right. I did see a reference yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. So printed as cheaply as possible. Uh, Hannah said they reminded her of what you think of when you think of like fallout shelters from back in the day. Yes. Like government issued rations. I thought of that too. But they take these items, and the the other way that they save some money is so off brand peanut butter, this this generic peanut butter, not off brand but generic peanut butter. I saw one article that talked about how the peanuts that go into it were were splits and runners. I looked that up. Basically, means broken peanuts. Okay, but if it's going into peanut butter, it doesn't matter. Right. You're going to grind it to a pulp anyway. Yeah. So it's, but you know, you can buy those cheaper, you know, whole peanuts sell for more than the pieces. Um, Which is weird. But it, yeah. Whole peanuts have more uses, I guess. I okay. guess. But, right. um, you know, or, you know, some produce that may have be oddly shaped or have you know, some bruising or, right. you know, things like that. But if your apple is shaped weird, it doesn't matter if it's going into applesauce. Right. That's right. Yeah. So this is, you know, this is the kind of stuff they're doing to really just go as cheap as possible on this stuff. Because it, now think about this, dear listener. <laughs> if you have a can, think about all the cans of all the hundreds of vegetables. They all look exactly the same. Yeah. So it's up to your marketing department. Yeah. To spend a fortune to make daggum sure that so their kids have Christmas that next year, you pick their can of, sp of peas Yep, that it catches your eye. So um, I don't like to reveal where I work, but I will say that the label usually is by far astronomically the most expensive part of your unit. Your label is where is where tons of money has been sunk. So if you skimp on the label, you are really skimping. Yeah, you're saving a ton of money. Yep. 
because of all these cost-cutting me measures, these products were, on average, 10 to 40% cheaper than store brand. Wow. And 30 to 50% cheaper than the national brand. Wow. Yeah. In fact, they were so much cheaper that grocery stores both kind of of their own volition because they didn't they didn't like these things cutting in on their brands, but also because of pressure from the national brands, grocery stores didn't put this next to so you wouldn't go to the canned vegetable aisle and there would be Del Monte, Green Giant, Food Lion brand, and then Peaches. Peach, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, corn, whatever. Yeah. You know, they put all the these generic brands didn't matter what the product was on one aisle. Oh, okay. So you they, walk they're down, siloed into their own deal. Yeah. So you oh. walk down the generic aisle, and okay. there's everything from all the different, you know, the generic cornflakes and peas and corn and peaches to detergent to you know to toilet paper. All so you, this one aisle is just white and black print. I guarantee you. The representatives from Del Monte said, you stick that on our aisle, we are done with you. We're done. Yeah. We will go somewhere else. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Oh, yeah. There's no way you're putting that yard sale label next to our multi-million dollar corporation label. Yeah. Yeah. And the and the grocery stores kind of had a mixed I bet. relationship because they thought this could make them some money. Right. But it also may cut into the sales of their store brands, which yeah. is where they make most of their money. Yeah. These things kind of took off in, in a kind of a fad type way. Oh, yeah. Fad called surviving. You even, well, but you even see like, you would see a white t shirt oh. that just had the word t shirt and black sure, printed yeah. across the front of it. Yeah. You know? So it was a fad, but honestly, they were never you. really that popular. Okay. The food. Um, I, I was. I asked my grandmother about this. I said, do you remember? I showed her a picture. I said, do you remember generic food? And I showed her a picture of kind of a variety. She said, yes. She said, we bought that for a couple months when your grandfather was on a strike at the screw factory. Okay. Basically, we didn't really have money coming in, so we bought that. After that, we didn't buy it ever again sort of thing. It was, okay. We had to sort of thing. Yeah. But they never really caught on. And... Eventually, they're phased out. I think some of the reasons why they didn't really catch on is, one, they're siloed off on their own little aisle. Right. So you either you have to really make a decision to go down that aisle. And you probably need to make a decision to go down that aisle before you do any other shopping. Right, yeah. And and your default when you go into the grocery store, and it's, it's kind of the way we're trained. They've trained us with the way they lay out the stores is we have a certain way we go through the store. We look for certain items. Yeah. The serpentine. You know, you're not going to go to aisle eight, the generic aisle, and start there and then go, you know, wherever else you... It's kind of chaotic. Yeah. So that's probably how I would do it. Because <laughs> I was wandering around, not knowing what to do. But if you grocery shop regularly, you know where bread is. Yeah. So even if you're just going in to get a loaf of bread, you're going to that aisle. You're not going to the generic food aisle. And I guess... Let me throw a question here. I guess these representatives from these large multi-gazillion dollar corporations, I bet they were also saying, and I'm sure, let's say Food Line, I'm sure Food Line was also saying, we can't put a sign that says, hey, consider, this, consider these yeah. 
consider starting at aisle eight. Oh, be- yeah. Because if they do that, they're hurting themselves on their own food line brand. Yeah. Yeah. So there was no direction for you to begin at the generic aisle. Yeah. And then finish up. Yeah. Okay. So and that would have been very helpful if that, they had it then. That sort of segregating it off on its own aisle probably had a lot to do with it dying off. Some other things that uh, that probably led to the downfall, cheaper digital printing for labels. Right. Allowed not only for it to be cheaper, but also now allowed for labels to be changed halfway through a run. So the same plant making peaches can make eight different brands of peaches. Right. So they can make your Del Monte and then your Food Lion brand and your Publix brand and, you know, all that in the same and save money. Produce it cheaper. So once in a while, somebody will get, you know, they'll say, oh, I can't stand those people's peaches. And they've just been totally fooled. I mean, sometimes there are differences. Um, you know, canned peaches, sometimes you can have less sugar in the syrup or, you know, there can be, there can be differences. Yeah. Um, but it's all they've done switch the label. If you do a blind taste test, sometimes you can do a difference, but sometimes it really is just the same thing. Cause yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, the, the, hunt, switch the label. The, well, sorry to say hunt, it used to be hunt Elmer's plant that was right down the road here. Yeah. That recently closed. They made the hunt pencil, electric pencil sharpers. Okay. They also made Staples brand. Huh. Same production line. Okay. Same box. <laughs> staples label on the box and there you go. You know, ten bucks cheaper or whatever, you know. The other thing is stores kind of caught on to this, and this is something you alluded to earlier. Stores kind of caught on to this and began to produce what at the time were, were called neo generics. But it was it was this here of store brands. Okay. So I don't grocery shop at Walmart. I try. I, I maybe go to Walmart once a year and hate when I have to. I just don't like the big place and all the people and, and yeah. all that. And I don't feel like I'm saving really money. I get it. Most yeah. things. But when I was a kid, mom went there a lot. So this this is based on my experience when I was a kid and the names could have changed or whatever. But as an example, Walmart had great value yeah. and then Sam's Choice. Oh, yeah. Um, other brands may have like a choice and a select in a store brand. Right, yeah. Okay. Uh, Food Line, you referenced uh, the Cha-ching, Cha-ching brand. The yellow with the, the, like the piggy bank on it. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, I noticed in milk, they have, you know, they have the different brands you think of. Then there's a Food Line brand of milk. Yeah. And then there's another jug of milk with what looks just like the Food Line brand, but without the Food Line logo on it and really no, nothing on it other than, you know, vitamin D milk or 2% milk. And it's thirty cents cheaper or whatever. Okay, like clearly it's made in the same place. It's even not the same food line brand. It's just not food line brand, right? So there's kind of a tier there as well. So you get a lot of this. You know, you start to get tiered. The grocery store chains are basically like, oh, hey, we can now do this with our own stuff and have uh, sort of a good, better, best option. Yeah, which you need. I mean, you, man, you could do you could do uh, like a three part series on diversity in the marketplace on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, you you've got to have like there's a reason in some in some places so that they do that. So so Costco, right? Um Kirkland brand. A lot of their stuff is made on the same production line as the other. I've never set foot in a Costco. It's I, just never come I'm up. I'm not either. We don't have a membership, but I know people who are absolutely loyal to it. 
And it's, an, it's usually the number one place for the happiest workers in America. But I do know that Costco's rule for their, for Kirkland, for their store brand, yeah. is it has to be as good or better than the national brand. Uh, okay. Um, so a lot of times it's mailed the same one. But so you have that, you know, where there's even the idea of like premium store brands. Right. Yeah. But all of this led to kind of the de- the demise of of generic food. Also, the generic food broke all the advertising rules. Like in advertising school, they probably teach now if you want to die as an advertiser, do this. And they show us peas. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's all you show. Yeah. And there's no draw to the eye whatsoever. Right. Yeah. It's generic food. So, okay. Well, one immediate question. All right. All right. The day that Jimmy Carter put his hand on the good book in Washington and swore an oath to protect the country from enemies, both domestic and foreign, I wonder if a bag of chips had more chips in it. You know what I mean? Oh. I wonder if that crap began where a bag of chips is half a bag uh, if that's because I've heard already Gatorade is already you're you're, you're about six drops less and you're you don't notice well, it's it. 28 ounces instead of 32. There you go. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, that kind of so they're already beginning to scrimp. But I wonder if that started during that time period where they like, let's pull some chips out of this. Yeah, bag. Maybe. I mean, chips. There's there's a lot of air in chips to kind of protect them from getting crushed when they're shipped. That's true. Yeah. But. But you get my drift. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, everybody talks about Hershey bars aren't the size they used to be. I definitely think Reese cups aren't the size they were when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Hershey bars. I'd agree with that. I don't know about Hershey bars. Uh, of course, everything's smaller once you're an adult. That's true as well. So there's that factor. Yeah. Where this seemed huge when I was a kid. And maybe it was bigger. Yeah. But you're never quite sure. I'm sure they probably rely. Companies probably rely on that a little bit. Huh. We can shrink this a little bit. And maybe people won't notice. They'll, they'll, they'll question it just enough that we yeah. can get by with it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely – I would say that's probably always happened because, you know, you think – was it Coke? Stuck at the you – know, when Coke was first invented, they stuck at that 10-cent price for a very long time. And the way they did it was they would make the bottles bigger or smaller depending on the cost of their ingredients over time. Oh, okay. Uh, at least I've heard that. I have no idea if that's true, but so rather than passing the expense to, along to you, they just passed on less or more product. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you know, twelve ounce bottle, ten ounce of the little whatever the little one is, the ten ounce bottle, yeah, the green bottle, yeah, you know, whatever. It's that way they could stay at ten cent until they just absolutely couldn't stay at ten cents any longer. Right. But so as a listener, that, that goes back. Yeah. As as a listener, if you've never thought about it this way, it, it is really it opens up a whole new world as a consumer. If you look at it from the point of view of, you know, when you go to the grocery, apart from bread and maybe some muffins and donuts and pro, OK, apart from especially produce, see, produce has to dance a dance that 90 percent of your groceries do not have to dance. Because that item is hidden inside of its packaging. Oh, okay. So your packaging has to be as impeccable as that Georgia peach looks. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, there's so... And then that packaging costs money. Yeah. Also, like a can of corn, it's it's like if you went on a date with somebody, but you're in a cardboard box. 
that cardboard box has got to really represent who you are, man, at the restaurant. You know what I mean? Sure. It's, you've got to paint that thing and everything you like and dislike for them to know who you are. So the corn can't represent itself like it can when it's in the produce section. And I had something else, but then that was silly and it made me forget what the other thing was. So, oh, so, okay. Your farmer, he is strapped. Yeah. And I guess this is where um, help from the government comes in because your farmer can't, you know, if, if we sell pumpkins, well, we stick them in a Gaylord and ship them off. Yeah. We can't save on, um, the only, only place I could save maybe once it's left my farm is the itty bitty little sticker, maybe just a cheaper sticker that says, you know, JL Farms or something. So your farmers, they, they can't dance this dance yeah. of, of a cheaper uh, advertising. Yeah. So I guess produce, man, they are really going to feel it. Yeah. Hmm. All right. You got anything else? Yeah. What's the, I, I just had a total brain fart. What is that? I, I can never, ever, ever think of this word. It's embarrassing to me. What is it called when the government has to step in and help you and they give a cash infusion? Subsidy? There it is. I can never think of subsidization, whatever. Yeah, subsidizing. I can never think of that. Yeah, this was a good one. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, the the whole lot. Like when I first saw, so I don't remember any of these products. Obviously, they were off the shelf almost a decade before I was born. (laughs) Uh, but when I saw the packaging, I was like, that's interesting because it's almost futuristic, but bomb shelter, futuristic in a terrible way. You yeah. know, like, um, it's very interesting. Yeah. And you almost picture white packages that just say food on them. Yeah. You know, and you have no idea what it is. It's just food. I thought of Dwight Schrute's pantry. That's what it made me think of. Okay. Yeah. Some prepper. Yeah, peanut butter is all it says. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed this one. And I I think a lot of this has to do, because we didn't touch on this much, but a lot of this has to do with your higher fuel cost. That's part of it as well. Yeah, because this went hand in hand with the the late 70s. You know, you got gas if your license plate ended in this number on this day, you know, kind of thing. It all goes back to the dollar buying less. Yeah. Though, I mean, when it comes to the cost of fuel, when it comes to the cost of groceries, which is also impacted by the price of fuel, uh, but also impacted by the, the the value of the dollar, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I think, you know, elections are coming. And if you want to make good decisions, once you pull the curtain uh, as a good voter, it's good to look at things from a new angle. And a good angle to look at it is it's not that things cost a lot. It's that the dollar is worthless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Both of those are true in a way, but people are like, wow, prices are so high. You never hear anybody say, man, the dollar sucks, you know, and it changes the way you look at the entire ball of wax when you look at it from the worthless dollar. Yeah, it's kind of the idea of uh, talking about the minimum wage discussion prior to prior to the devaluation of the dollar that started decades ago. Now, people starting out would have been paid in. For silver quarters, like actual silver, and the value of that silver works out something like thirty bucks today, huh? An hour. So it's not really. It's a money problem. Yeah, yeah. It's the money's worth less. Yeah, 
you know, if, if you were still paid in those four silver coins that they were a hundred years ago, you'd be making like 30 bucks an hour starting out because the dollar, you know, that might've been worth a dollar back then. And now it's worth 30 bucks. That's a very interesting. Yeah. That's a whole nother ball of wax. Yeah. A lot of fun to think about. Well, yeah, this was a good one. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Well, folks, you can find us on social media at WMUH podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. You can reach out and tell us how you don't agree with what we just said. <laughs> or agree. Or agree. You can email us WMUH podcast at gmail.com. We always love hearing from our listeners. Right. Late. <laughs> right. Like and subscribe. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, rate, and subscribe. Please do. Thank you. We'll guys. see you next week. See ya.